Welcome to Who Cares About Men's Health. It's the uh, first of our month-long series on getting rid of your stuff to improve your emotional health. So the challenge was laid down that we were going to do some minimalization. We were going to get rid of some clutter in our lives and see if that improved our mental health. If you haven't listened to that episode with Dr. Chan, be sure to go back and listen to it. It's the one right before this one. So you kind of get the premise of what we're doing. But essentially, we have made an agreement, all four of us, that we are going to try to get rid of some stuff and see if it improves our mental well-being. So my name is Scott, and uh, I am the manager of thescoperadio.com, and I care about men's health. And let's go to Troy, Mitch, and Dr. Chan. I'm Dr. Troy Madsen. I'm an emergency physician at the University of Utah, and I'm struggling with this challenge, but I too (laughs) care about men's health. (laughs) I'm Mitch Sears. I'm a producer at The Scope Radio, and I've been getting rid of tons of stuff already. Yeah, I think Mitch is going to be the uh, success story for this episode. I think, <laughs> I think, I think there's going to be some winners and some losers. And... <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a process. It's not a competition. It's Dr. A competition, Chan. And you already won, Mitch. <laughs> Dr. Chan, how are you doing so far? I'm Dr. Ben Chan. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist and I teach in our medical school and I too care about men's health. And yeah, I've gotten rid of something big, and I'm happy to talk about it and explore it. And I agree, it's a journey, not a destination. All right, well, if it's a journey, then I'm looking at your guys' backsides way ahead of me, because I'll talk about my failures here in a bit. But let's go to Mitch, because I think Mitch's story, I already know a little bit about it, is pretty incredible what he's done in just this one week. Uh, so Mitch, go ahead and, and tell us your experience so far with decluttering your life. All right. So it, it started out pretty interesting. I was looking around kind of because I've gone through this kind of purging process before. And I was just like, what are the things that are lingering, causing me a little excess stress that is really not necessary and it would be better just to get rid of? And one of the things that actually hopped out first was I've had a broken down Mazda since last uh, summer. <laughs> And I was just like, you know, I've been putting it on the market. No one wants to buy it. It can't drive off the, you know, it can't drive out of its parking space. And it was about time for the registration to come up. And I'm like, I am not going to pay for this again. So I just sold it to a junkyard. You know, I kept telling myself, oh, it'll sell for more. Oh, it'll sell for more. Oh, if I just repair it. Oh, if I do whatever. And I'm, I'm at an apartment complex. I'm paying for parking. It's just an extra level of stress. So I, I just, I got rid of my Maz, 2006 Mazda 6 to start this all off. Nice. That's, That's huge. Great. That should count as like 500 items right there. <laughs> broke it down into all its components. That's right. That's right. That's there's a radio, there's four doors, there's, mm-hmm. there's how, many, how many spark plugs. All right. So yeah. tell us how you feel after getting rid of it. So you, I find it intriguing because I think we all do that, right? We, we, we might have something we think we can get a little bit more money for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hold on to it longer than we think. So how are you feeling now? having taking less money. So for me, I, I just sat down and I did the actual math. Like how much am I paying for a parking spot every single month for a car that I cannot use, right? How much am I paying for a second car- parking spot for the new car, the like old beater that I'm driving right this very moment? And I, when I finally like really thought about it, looked at how much I was actually spending and how much I would do for re-registering for something I wasn't even using, it wasn't that big of a deal to sell it for for less than I was asking for originally. Um, but to have it gone, to not have to see it every day I go on my morning run, right? That was it too, is every day I'd go on my little morning run that I've been doing, I would run past the Mazda and I'd be like, ugh, I got to get rid of that thing. Ugh, what do I have to fix on that thing? And just to have that gone, load off. That's it's fantastic. a load off. It's, some, it's one less thing to worry about every single day. So, All right. 
Um, that's not all, gentlemen. That's not all of Mitch's success stories. Mitch, tell us how you turned a guitar into a recording closet. Yeah, so um, we're still finalizing the deal right now, but um, my old guitar from my um, kind of punk rocker days back in high school, my Godin Solodak. I have not played that thing in five, six years. And um, the original owner, who had gotten rid of it for one reason or another, would like it back. And so um, I'm getting rid of something that it was kind of... Uh, it, that's the most emotional thing that I've gotten rid of the last week was this guitar. Wasn't it an identity thing? Yeah. That guitar was what made me a, a, a you know, a, a musician in sure. middle school and high school. I was in a band called One Way Sidewalk for a hot <laughs> minute there, you know, and it was just <laughs> hanging out with the friends and wearing my black shirts and, you know, studded belts and everything. There was so much of my identity wrapped up in this object. And there was... A very a moment when I'm taking pictures of it, when I'm getting it all wrapped up for this guy, that it just, man, you know, and I had to kind of realize, like, that's not my life anymore. Dr. You know, Chan, my, would you like to help yeah. Mitch uh, deal with the fact he just gave away a big part of his identity? I mean, that can't be easy, can it? Do you encounter people that have to go through that? Yeah, I mean, like, just listening to your story, Mitch, it sounds... That sounds really hard. It sounds like it's it, it's a like you we joked at the beginning. It's a process, uh, but it sounds like you're in a better space for it. And especially if it's you said like you said the original owner you sold it back to the original person. Yeah, and that that feels good too to like hear. It's like the cycle of life. That's yes. beautiful. So you know it has a good home. It and does. It's being played and used and. I don't mean to anthropomorphize inanimate <laughs> objects, but, you know, like we could have a Toy Story moment here. Like it sounds like it, this this guitar is a, in a happier place, right? Yeah. yeah, rather than under a bed in a box not being played. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you have other stories you'd like to share? Because I think the spotlight really is on you this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I in in making myself this podcast hole, I got rid of all the duplicate cables that I have, and there was <laughs> almost a hundred of those. So, yeah, more just clutter removal stuff this week. Um, uh, next week, I'm looking at clothes and closet, so I probably have some wow. stories for that. But you have a no, yeah, being able to, and that was it too. Is I think that, and I've done this before, but there is a real joy in kind of suddenly getting rid of the old things, getting rid of an old identity and using some of the money that I've made to invest in my identity now. You know, I have career aspirations. I have, you know, these podcasts have been something really enjoyable in a way to kind of touch base with journalism again. And so being able to get rid of a, a past self kind of a past identity and invest in my current identity as woo woo as it may sound like it it's great i'm so excited to be in this podcast hole like it's good it's just a cool little space that you have now yeah. that's yeah, neat yeah on my own so um what was the uh, formula you chose to get rid of your stuff did you go with the one thing the first day and then doubling it each day so one two four eight sixteen uh, thirty two or what did you know be no, because that math gets out of control. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, who who wants to go next? Uh, do you, Troy, or you, do you, uh, Ben? Maybe Ben should, because sure. I'm probably the worst example here. So we'll save me for last. Oh well, uh, yeah, I'll go next, and then I have to hop off in about 15 minutes. So the item that I targeted was um, an old mattress, box spring, and headboard. You can't really donate this stuff. If any of you out there have tried to donate <laughs> mattress, box springs, no and headboards, and I don't know if it's because of 
concerns about infectious disease. I don't know. But like Goodwill, DI, they won't take it. They don't want it. Yeah. And these items are large. And if and like nowadays, if you buy like these foam mattresses, it comes in like these, you know, Amazon will ship it to you and you'll open it up and it'll kind of like grow with time. <laughs> and that's beautiful. But then when you have a full-fledged old mattress – you know, that really doesn't fit into cars. And I know this is a men's podcast, but I really don't recommend putting it on top of the car and trying to put your arm up there and like, <laughs> like driving it somewhere. Try to tie it on with a piece of twine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I, I would venture some of you like right now or a lot of you that are listening have an old mattress box spring headboard in some corner attic basement cellar of your house. And it's just taking up space. And so my goal, I'm halfway there. I moved all of them out of the basement and I need to find a, a company or rent a truck to get rid of – because like they recycle them now. So there's a lot of recycling pieces within the mattresses. Um, and I was just looking up that like every day – and I don't know if this is for shock value or if I'm just being a shrill for big mattress companies. But I, I read that like 50,000 mattresses are disposed of a day, which sounds to me like a lot. So they're, they're, they're just taking up space in landfills. So they really recommend recycling them. But you have to pay for someone to recycle it, which I'm fine with doing. So that's, that's what I'm letting go of is like an old mattress, box spring, and headboard. It takes up a lot of space. Um, they're old. And it's um, a lot of effort to get rid of it. It's like electronics in a way. Like, you know, you want to get rid of this stuff, but except for yours is huge, right? So then you got to pay money. And I had to hire a company to come pick up some stuff. And it was like 75 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. you know, so there's some activation energy that you have to get over there as parting with that cash to get rid of that stuff. So, yeah, but it feels good because it's created more space in the house. And, and I, I yeah, I don't like, wh why do we hold on to like, the, the old pieces of furniture that like, obviously it's broken down. It doesn't work as well. And why, why did you, what, what were you thinking when you decided not to get rid of it? Or was it the hassle of getting rid of it? Oh, like, you know, we have kids. And so we kind of have, you know, Oh, like, Oh, you know, the kids might want this one day, or this could be <laughs> a, a, a good college starter set when they go off to college or when you have aunt Billy or, yeah. you know, when they visit, you know, it's easier just to kind of get a, um, like, you know, a mattress and throw it down on the ground, you know? So it's like, there's this like utility factor, but a lot of it's just inconvenience. Like, how do we, how do we donate something this large? How do we donate large furniture items? Yeah. So I found if you put that stuff on ksl.com and just very specifically say you bring your pickup and bring buddies to load it that, you know, if you price it low enough, people will show up. And sometimes that's the value for me. I mean, I might make a few bucks on selling it, but it's more about I'm getting somebody to take it out for free, essentially, you know, on that bigger stuff. Uh, plus also, you know, when you do this, it makes you pause for a second and think next time you buy, right? It's like, do I really need this? And what happens when I have to get rid of it? Because when you go through this process of what a pain it is to get rid of some stuff, um, it kind of slows your role when you're doing the purchasing in the future. At least that's what I found. Um, it sounds like Dr. Chan, you're doing some strategic targeting. You're not doing the doubling, the one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. Right? Is that is that your game plan? No, I went. Yeah, I went for size. I went for big items. And so. then next week you'll have some other big items, or I guess we'll have to wait for next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the moment of anticipation okay. transcends the moment itself. So I'll leave you hanging. <laughs> All right. So I tried the double every day. So that means that in this first week, I had to get rid of 127 things in the first week alone. And it's only going to keep 
getting bigger and bigger. So I think I may have bit off more than I can chew. I've got a grand total of 79 of the 127 things that I said I'd mm. get rid of. And that's counting each individual sock, not a socks as a pair. Um, so it's a little bit of a lame strategy there. Um, but I, I inventoried the things. Plus, also, we were out of town last week, so I kind of was really scrambling today to do this. So what I learned is it takes a little bit of time if you're going to do it at that kind of scale. Um, I need some time to think about this, but here's here's what I here's my list. Are you ready? And and if there's anything on this list you want to learn more about afterwards, let me know. So, ten inflatable no- novelty microphones. I'm I'm already intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> inflatable, yeah, like inflatable size or mini and size? novelty. Yeah, mini, uh, just they look like a regular microphone, but you blow them up. They're inflatable. I, wait. <laughs> So hold your where, questions. Where, the, would, where would one purchase these? <laughs> hold, your, hold your questions to the end, gentlemen. Hold your questions okay, to the end. Why so many? Why so many? 10 inflatable novelty microphones, two two terabyte hard drives, one Tamagotchi, eight network cables, four coax cables, one wall patch kit, two magnetic hooks, one timer, two light bulbs, one pair of ice walkers, one XLR cable, three masks, eight tripods, Five mic holders, four dress socks, one Super Bowl, five tube socks, four greeting cards with five envelopes, which I counted separately, two worn out running shoes, one Eddie Bauer pullover, three white ribbon lapel pins. I did keep one, however, one Star Wars popcorn pail that's been uh, being used as a garbage can until we got our dog who takes things out of the garbage can. So I had to get a better solution. One four gigabyte SD card, one busted screen protector for my iPhone and two non-working iPhones questions wow you win you win you definitely win i'm impressed what's a tamaguchi what what's that um they were i'm reaching for it they were these um back in the 90s they were these virtual pet keychains that's what i thought yeah so so it's not one of the original 90s ones i got rid of those a long time ago or they broke but i saw in a store like this tamaguchi i don't know how many years ago 10 years ago and I thought, that's cool. I liked that at the time. Probably this is 15 years ago. And it's still in the box. It's still in the box. I never opened it, never messed with it. I've kept it on a display case just to kind of show off. And I just decided, you know what? That means nothing to me. It's, there's no sentimental value to that whatsoever. So I'm just going to get rid of it. So that's the Tamagotchi. Uh, the inflatable novelty microphones I got because I was going to use them in my radio broadcast class. So they say when you're doing a class, if you throw something around like a ball, like if you ask a question... And then you throw the ball to a student and then the student has to answer the question and then they throw it to somebody else for the next question that that kind of, you know, keeps the energy up. I thought I'd do this with inflatable mics, but it just never really worked. So I bought those <laughs> on Amazon.com. I don't know, you know, from probably came from China or something. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the hardest thing that I'm still debating about. So, and this is a, a common theme in my life. That's why I'm going to share this. So around birthday and Christmas, I can be kind of hard to buy for. And sometimes... I will say, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have. And like, then I get the thing and I realize it isn't as cool. So now it's hard to get rid of because it was a birthday present or a Christmas present from somebody that's close to me, right? So I have this pair of blue suede shoes that I have never worn. Um, around here in Utah, like what good is suede? I even actually went out and got a can of suede protector because I read in order to protect them to keep them looking nice, I should do that. I sprayed them down, still have never worn them. They don't even have shoelaces anymore in them because I took the shoelaces out for another pair of shoes when my shoelaces and those broke. And I'm, I, I just about put them in the box, but I'm like, well, maybe I will. Maybe I'll try to wear these because they're kind of cool. But I've, I've tried to get rid of them like three or four times. And here I am again trying to get rid of these 
shoes. They were a, a gift. And, uh, you know, gifts are tough. Gifts are tough. So I really watch my mouth now talking about things that would be kind of neat to have because hmm. I've learned around here you might end up with those things. So that's kind of my one story. So you you have gotten rid of the blue the blue suede shoes? No, then. I pulled them out. And I they're sitting separately from the big pile that I'm giving away. Mm-hmm. I'm still vacillating on those. So you're still still deciding. I still oh. think I'm going to put shoelaces in them and wear them, but I probably know better. Scott, I mean, I'm the psychiatrist, I guess, here uh, on this call. <laughs> like, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? Um, you know, I think this this was low stake stuff. My non-minimalist side to me, when I hear about the Tamaguchi and your Star Wars trash can, I start thinking, those are collector items. No, Scott, don't do it. But then I, I'm trying to combat that with yeah. the spirit of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And to me, you know, they might be collector's items, but if I really think about it, they're, they're not. They don't really mean anything to me. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal on these, I think. I'll, I'll let you know how I feel when I'm getting rid of my four ceramic pigs. I'll tell you more about those in another week. <laughs> Troy, your turn. <laughs> As you know, this is something I struggle with, and I admitted it up front. I'm I'm definitely a pack rat. I'm not a hoarder, you know, in the sense that I would be on the hoarder show, but I do hold on to stuff. Uh, I'm fortunate to have uh, a spouse, Laura, who does not do that and very often encourages me to declutter. And she heard about this challenge and we talked about it. So she has fully embraced it. And she's getting rid of stuff, so I'm counting her stuff in my total. <laughs> that's cheating. I know no. that, that's fair game, Mitch. That's I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it it's is cheating. part of the. Yeah, it's part of the entire household. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And, you know, it's like what's what's yours is mine, and if you're getting rid of it, I'm definitely counting it. So, so All I'm right. definitely counting items that she is getting rid of. So she's really made some headway with this. But she has several times now, not, I shouldn't say offered, has stated that she is going to go through my stuff and get rid of stuff. And I said, don't do that. Not yet. Let me go through it and decide. So as I've started going through stuff, it's been kind of backfiring on me. So I found these old, you know, these old covers I had for my shoes, like, you know, to protect them from rain. And I was like, wow, I haven't used these in years. I should try using them. And so I tried using them and they tore and so I got rid of them, but then I bought a pack of uh, 50 <laughs> uh, disposable rain covers. So I kind of failed on that. I went from one pair of disposable covers for the shoes to now 50 pairs. Um, I found an old Bluetooth earpiece that I thought, oh, this would be great when I'm listening to audiobooks around the house. I could use this. Uh, it doesn't work very well. So I got rid of it and bought a new one. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then I found an old water bottle that I was going to get rid of. And I was like, I need another water bottle. So now I've washed it and I'm using it. So, so I don't know, Scott, this is, this is not going super well for me. I did count my pairs of running shoes. I have at least 30 pairs of running shoes, uh, five of which I actually use. I definitely have some sentimental attachment to some of a lot of these shoes. Cause I've run a lot of races in them, but I'm starting to come around to saying, hey, I'm not going to wear these shoes. They're kind of worn down. I'll probably get plantar fasciitis if I try and run in these shoes at this point. So I think I'm going to succeed in in really narrowing down that stock. But uh, like I said, my success so far has been due to Laura's efforts and definitely not mine. It's funny that you mentioned that because as I've been moving, I also live with a partner and I have this like box of like, maybe probably going away stuff, right? As I was going through all my tech stuff, especially. Um, he's been going through and pulling things out. <laughs> He'll be like, why are you getting rid of this? I'm like, oh, well, I don't use it. 
well, maybe I'll use it. And so there's suddenly a new pile being invented <laughs> as the things I try to get away keep getting pulled out. So we'll see how that kind of counts Mitch, towards this, my total. I love this, here, Troy. I love how he's close to home. Yeah. I love how he's whispering right now. You can hear him. <laughs> I am. And I'm in my own special yeah. soundproof room now and I'm still going to whisper. Yeah, he can't hear. I love, I love that you shared that, Mitch, because, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened in my household. And there have been boxes in the garage that were were scheduled to go to DI. And I will admit, I have gone through those boxes and have pulled items out, out of those boxes. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I relate to Jonathan. So I, you know, <laughs> they say that um, one of the strategies that you should employ if that happens is once you've made that decision, then you need to get that stuff to Goodwill or wherever you're going to take it immediately. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't leave it out there and then go back through it a couple weeks later. Once you make the decision, you just gotta, gotta live with it. So, um, I yeah. don't know. So anyway, uh, how's everybody feeling? Uh, so Dr. Chan looks like he had to check out. So he um, he's he's bailed on us. So we'll check in with him next week. But how's everybody feeling so far? Um, Mitch, I think it sounds like this has been a great week for you. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that so? Absolutely. Just I, I, I can go on a run without worrying about what's happening to the car. I have a space that I'm excited about that I'm going to be utilizing. Yes, I, you know, bought a thing or two. I now have foam, whatever. But at the same time, it's finding the stuff in my life that stresses me out and turning it into something that, you know, can help me succeed moving forward. That's kind of been my strategy. So, And Troy, how are you? Scott, this is funny. You know, we've talked about so many things on this podcast and I have embraced a lot of those things like sleep. You know, we've talked about diet, all that. And it's been great. I've been a little shaken by this and it's been, it's been kind of an interesting experience to realize, wow, I really do hold on to a lot of things. And, you know, maybe it's partly there's sentimental value. Maybe it's kind of my background as a history major. Like I like artifacts, like I like these things that represent our past. And I think there's some value in it when clearly there's probably not, but, uh, um, so I'm, I'm working on it. It's, it's definitely a process. I've been through this process before. So I think that's why I was particularly challenging that. And the fact that I put it off kind of the last minute. Um, but you know, I've found success in this process before I've enjoyed it. I think what I need to do is go out to the garage. That's going to be where I'm going to really be able to conquer. Um, my goal is eventually to drywall and insulate the garage and put up some storage stuff, but make it clean storage, you know, not have every nook and cranny dedicated to storage and just try to have the storage for the stuff that we use on a, you know, a regular basis. So it's easier to ac- access. And so when you see it, you're like, uh, yeah, that, that brings me happiness. That's useful in my life. So I think when I get there, I'll be happy, but right now it's, it's still is a little stressful. So anyway. All right. Well, we will check in next week and see how everybody's doing um, with the minimalization challenge. Uh, I look forward to hearing how Mitch progresses in the next week because I think he's made a lot of progress (laughs) this week. So I I suspect he might slow down, but he might not. And Troy, I look forward to finding out how you continue to cope with getting rid of things or if you keep pulling stuff out of boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep buying more stuff and and just keeping more stuff. But yeah, not a good trend so far. So definitely there's a lot of room for improvement for me. All right. Well, guys, thanks uh, for partaking in the challenge. And if you would like to partake in the challenge, you can go to facebook.com. Who cares men's health? If you want to post any pictures, we'll post some of our pictures of our stuff. And uh, if you'd like to join the challenge or uh, communicate with us, go ahead and let us know. And before we go, Mitch, your dad actually gave us a tool that might help us in the future. Tell us what this tool is. Your, your dad <laughs> yeah. is part of this now. Yeah. So my dad uh, and my parents, avid listeners, uh, my father decided to put an Excel sheet 
because he was like focused on the math that you proposed, a doubling of an item every day. And I think I sent it to you. How many items is it going to actually be at the end of the month if you double every single day? It's one of those like math problems where like, do you keep a, a penny in a bank for this long? This can't be right. Yes. Yeah. What's the total number? I, I need to know this because right. I know you talked about this doubling and I know it's an right. astronomical number. I just yeah, need to it, know what the number is. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, this can't be true. I'm sure it's true. Mitch did, Mitch's dad calculated it. And I know it's a huge number. Like when you told us double every day, I was like, that's he a knows gigantic math. number. That's like an infinitesimal. <laughs> what am I looking at here? We're approaching <laughs> so, infinity. So the first column is the day. Yeah. The second is how many new things you need to throw away. And then the third column is cumulative. How many things you have thrown away by adding each one so far? Yeah, what's the number at day thirty? That's this all you need to know. This, this, How many items? I must have misheard on their on their on their thing because this is because again, this, Scott, when you told me this, I said this number is gigantic. This is, is impossible. This is impossible. I can't. I, it's so. The, what's the number the, on the thirtieth day? You will <laughs> yeah. need to throw away five hundred thirty-six million eight hundred seventy thousand nine hundred twelve items, and by it. the end of the I month, you will have thrown away one billion seventy-three million seven hundred forty-one thousand eight hundred twenty-three yeah, items. I knew that because when Scott said it's doubling every day, I knew the number was just it, it approached infinity, which is basically what it does. Because <laughs> Scott, I think it probably doesn't double every day. Maybe it's just the number of items of that day. Like maybe one day one is one, day two is two, day three is three. Because yeah, this is it's impossible. <laughs> I don't even think I have a billion things in my life. I do either. Well, okay. So there's there's a, there's some, there's some flaws. No wonder it felt overwhelming <laughs> to me this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I, have to I see Scott. I didn't want to say anything though. I just wanted you to continue to do this <laughs> and see just see if you had anything left at the end of the month. Like if you had just like stripped your house bare and poured <laughs> every screw out of the wall so you could meet this number. So. I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up. I missed, missed, have misunderstood something. Obviously. <laughs> All right, well, gentlemen, I look forward to next week. I'm gonna redo my math and try to figure out something more sustainable. Clearly, and, clearly, a uh, radio personality and not a math major. Well, yes. Yes, that's all right. That's the good joke, right? Is if I could have become a math major, what major would I have become a comm major? (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health. 